Hey everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of A Story Worth Telling. I'm so excited. It feels like uh, I've been working on this project for so long, and it's finally here. I'm finally doing it, and I couldn't be more excited to take a look at some of these great stories. I love stories. I uh, just love reading them, uh, collecting them, and then the funnest part, retelling them. And the more you dig, man, these these things just have so much to tell us uh, about ourselves. And, and that's, I think, what I love the most about them. And so I, I'm super excited to kind of kick things off with probably one of my all-time favorite stories. And today, for, for just a few minutes, I wanted to talk about diamonds. Yeah, uh, diamonds. I remember, man, I remember buying the very first diamond I ever bought. I think most guys, that's a ring for a special someone. And I remember being in the store, looking at that ring, looking at that diamond that I had spent so long researching and spent what seemed like forever there at the counter trying to pick the perfect one. And I can still remember, I've never signed my name so slowly on a credit card receipt as I signed that time. Because it's like with every letter of your name that you sign, you think, man, this is the most expensive thing I've ever bought, maybe beyond like my car. And certainly the most I've spent in one transaction up until that point in my life and thinking, man, I, I, I just want to be sure, you know, I, I, this girl's really special, but, but this is really expensive. This is really valuable what I'm about to give her and send her into the world carrying that around on her hand as a symbol of how much I think about her. And, you know, she wears that ring that diamond proudly every day. And every time I look at it, I think about this story about diamonds. And the title of the episode is the one about folding and holding. And I think that couldn't be more accurate. So let's jump in and let's talk about it. Let's talk about diamonds. Our story takes place in India several hundred years ago with a farmer named Ali Hafed. Now, Ali Hafed was a pretty well-off farmer. He had done really well for himself. He had a vast estate. He had a lovely family. Uh, He had lots of uh, guys working for him, tending his farms. He had lots of Uh, sheep and camels and and all kinds of uh, livelihood and livestock that were keeping his farm going. He'd done really, really well for himself. And the story goes that one day Ali Afed is visited by a priest who's been talking about these things they've been finding in the neighboring areas, Uh, these stones that shine like the sun and just have... uh, incredible value to them called diamonds. And he's just going on and on about these diamonds to Ali Fed, talking about how, man, if 
if I had a handful of diamonds, I could buy a country. But but if I had a mine of diamonds, like they're finding all around us, I could put my children on thrones. And Aliafed just drinks in this story about these stones, these elusive gems that are uh, so valuable, so full of worth that that night for the first time ever, Ali Afed goes to bed a poor man. And the next morning he wakes up and he rushes off to the priest's house and he says, you've got to tell me where I can find diamonds. I've got to know where I can find diamonds. And the priest says, if you can find a river that flows between two mountains and the sand around that river is white, then surely, surely there you will find diamonds. And Aliafed takes it at that. He, he packs his things. He, he gets up all of his stuff. He, he makes sure that the family is taken care of and, and attended to. And he packs up everything that he has and he begins searching the world for diamonds. His travels take him west and he begins traveling across what's now Middle East and into Europe, searching everywhere for a stream between mountains with white sand where he can find the diamonds that his heart is searching for, longing for. He dreams about diamonds when he sleeps. He thinks about them when he is awake. He, his whole life becomes fixated on finding these diamonds that are out there somewhere. And he gradually spends his entire fortune searching for these diamonds. His travels take him all the way to Spain, where he is essentially penniless, has spent his entire fortune looking for these diamonds. He hasn't found a one. And the story tells us that he stands there on the shores of the Mediterranean Sea there in Spain, and an empty, broken man, he says these words, there are no diamonds anywhere. And with that, he throws himself into the waves and is never seen again. Back at Aliafed's little farm, a friend had actually purchased the farm during his travels as he tried to liquidate all his funds to fund his campaign to find these diamonds and a friend had purchased the farm and it was still doing really well. And each day that friend would go out there uh, with his camel and he would plow those fields and, and work that farm. And the story goes that as he was working there one day, nestled up in the shadow of those mountains, he uh, brought his camel over to drink from the stream there that, that flowed. And, and there, there in that creek bed in, in white sand, he saw something sparkling out from the water and and he saw this, you know, investigated, dug in to see see what it was, and sure enough, it was this this large, pretty stone, uh, huge. I mean, he he needed two hands to pick it up, and he thought, "What a pretty stone!" And he went and he took that stone, and he put it up in his house above his mantle, and and didn't think any more of it, and 
A few weeks later, he received a visit from a priest who, who was talking to him, and all of a sudden his eyes began to drift over to the other side of the room, and he took a look over there and said, what? That, that can't, that's a diamond. And the farmer was like, no, no, that's, it's just a pretty rock I pulled out of the creek. He said, no, I'm telling you, that's a diamond. Where did you find it? And so he takes him back over to the creek bed and they began to dig through the sand and find diamond after diamond, each one bigger than the last, just shining there in that creek bed there on that farm. What they didn't know at the time was that they were actually standing on the site of the diamond mines of Golconda, which has become one of the most profitable diamond-rich properties in the entire globe. The Queen of England actually has purchased most of the royal jewelry from the diamond mines of Golconda. They're worldwide recognition for some of the finest diamonds in the world. Right there on a little farm, once owned by a man named Alia Fed. And I love that story. And I also kind of hate that story because I think it's really inherently sad. And I think it speaks to so much of what I see happening uh, here in the world. I mean, at the time that I'm recording this, uh, we've just had a massive boom with a uh, stock uh, GameStop that uh, basically some Reddit users have helped fund a steal from some hedge fund folks. And, and it's climbed to incredible value thousands of dollars a share only to kind of plummet back into nothing. And it reminds me of the words of this famous country song. You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And I think that we're really good at folding sometimes. Things don't work out. Things don't seem effortless. I think about a lot of marriages, friends I've known, who over time just didn't, the way they said it, feel the spark anymore that they used to feel. It just didn't feel the way that it felt when they were married anymore. And they use the term uh, that somewhere along the line, they just fell out of love. And in their estimation, it was, it was, it was time to fold them. It was time to hang them. I remember talking to one of my friends who said, maybe, maybe I missed the one. Maybe, maybe she's still out there. And I think that's how we approach a lot of things that don't tend to work out sometimes is, well, maybe I just got it wrong. And at the first sign of resistance, the, at the first obstacle, we're tempted to just fold our hand, say, you know what? That's not what I heard. It must have been something else. It must have been too much pizza. This is clearly not what God wants for me or or what I want for me. But as I've been married, we're, we're coming up on 11 years here in May. I've realized that it's a lot more about knowing how to hold them. Because 
quite honestly, there are some days where we don't necessarily feel like liking each other. You know, those hard days when we're at each other's throats, it can be really tempting to want to just throw the cards back on the table and start again. But I remember back at our ceremony when when I said the word so many of us have said before, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness, in health, I choose to hold them. You know, that's not the one because I beat the statistics, because I turned out the odds and, and somehow, against all reason, found the one in the billions that was for me. She's the one because I chose her to be the one. And because every day since then, I've chosen her to be the one. And for us, folding isn't an option. And I don't know where where you're sitting today, uh, if you're listening in the car, if you're sitting at work, if you're just at home with the little ones running around. I don't know what dream or mission or thing that God has called you to that right now it's just really tough. And it just feels like it'd be easier to fold, honestly. But let me encourage you. Keep going. Because sometimes it's hard, but you could be standing on diamonds right underneath your feet and not even know it. I think about so many times when I kept looking, kept moving, kept jumping around, trying to find the next thing. And what I know now, every time I look at my wife, every time I look at my three kids... I thank God that I'm standing on top of diamonds. And I'm so glad that I didn't miss it. I hope today that God opens your eyes to the diamonds that you're standing on top of. Right underneath your feet. In your everyday life. They're all around us. If we'll just know where to look. Hey, thanks so much for taking some time to hang out with me today. I'm so excited as we continue to talk about these stories and what they have to tell us. Remember, today's a story, so make sure it's a story worth telling.